is EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast between the 21st and the 24th of August 2023. Hello there. Hello. You right? Hello there. Oh, did you tickle? Hello. Uh, I'm Rob. Hello. Nice <laughs> to see you. Uh, and joining me, as usual, is my delightful co-host. It's Ree. Hello, Ree. How the devil are you? I'm good. Are you all right? I'm kind Why are you of all tickling right. the audience well, this week? <laughs> I don't know. It's not so much sleep last night. I'm slightly delirious already, which bodes well. Um, Reese, Soz, just mention this. What were we doing all week? Just uh, uh, to let you just know. A, just no a, biggie. Yeah, just, no, just a couple no of BBC radio interviews. You yeah, know, no, that's, no that's biggie. It's nowadays, isn't it? BBC, it. Ra- BBC Radio 5 Live and BBC Radio Kent. Soz. You know, no biggie, no biggie. How exciting, because obviously next week it's the big Cindy Beale returns to Walford week and the BBC were very keen to hear our viewers on the matter. Uh, Oh, yes, we've been in demand because of it. Oh, honestly, we have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, if you were in that area, I'm I'm sure they're available in some form online on like Radio iPlayer. Is that a thing? Radio iPlayer? I think it's the BBC Sounds, I think. I don't think you can listen to it. Somewhere in the sound, should have probably ether. looked that up first. Rob. <laughs> should have done yeah. really, and then maybe inserted clips. You know, like a professional podcaster would. Oh yeah, that well, there's might still have been time, good. Rob. There's there still is. time. We'll see. <laughs> like I said, not much sleep last night. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll see. Let you off this we'll, week. see. we'll see if I can find them. Anyway, so yeah, we were doing all that, so that was nice. We're feeling very, we felt very famous. Um, and uh, and yeah, so but what a week we've got to discuss this week. It was rammed this week, story wise, absolutely full to the brim of story, overflowing with story because Definitely. a lot has happened and a lot is leading up to next week's big episode. So let's start discussing this week's EastEnders in this week's Albert Square After Dark. So, we should begin this rampacked week, first of all, with discussing Eve, Suki, Kaz and Theo. Now, this was a story very much in two halves, I think, this week. In fact, when I was re-watching it, I kind of, some part of my brain, I thought that all the Kaz stuff had happened last week. Because by the end of it, we weren't really talking about Kaz anymore, we were talking about Theo and his nuttiness. Uh, so... Obviously, when we uh, last saw Eve, uh, she had discovered that uh, Kaz had uh, been responsible for her sister's death and that she had been drunk behind the wheel. And because of her outburst, Stacey had chucked her out of the house. And we opened the week with with, uh, Eve fast asleep on Arthur's bench. A lot of people are doing that recently, aren't they? Arthur's bench has basically turned into a B and B this past this past few months. It's uh, I don't yeah, know how I'm comfortable nervous. it is. It can't be that comfortable, really. But and it's I mean, I don't, I don't know. In London, would you just go to the nearest bench, or would you try and attempt to find some form of B and B or something? I don't know. I, well, I don't know if I. No, to be fair, it'd be a lot cheaper to find a bench. That's Seen true. London prices, Rob. Well, there's plenty of benches around why. Albert Square. There's plenty exactly. of benches around Albert Square. There's at least two memorial ones, and even in the Square mm. Gardens. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Suki finds her, and this kind of uh, starts off arguably the Suki and Eve Suki uh, relationship type thing again, because Suki steps up basically, isn't she? Suki steps up and is the supportive friend, and is uh, I think quite friend. The, well, friend, yeah. There's quite a lot of kind of romance ticking away there obviously Suki's doing it there was for a reasons. lot of cuddling and you there was know, a lot of cuddling and, yes and at one point uh, e- uh, uh Eve is asleep on Suki's like lap and Suki's kind of sat there stroking her like a cat 
And apparently that was improvised. It wasn't in the script. However, Peter kind of thought, actually, this feels like the right thing to do here. So, and they sort of improvised around that, which I thought was quite nice. I know the characters that well. I was just going to say that shows how they know him, yeah. Yeah, and sort of shows how they know how how their relationship would develop as well. It really brings out a soft side to Suki, Eve, doesn't she? Like she's yeah, turns into an absolute sort of simpering, like, nice person. When, uh, when but again, where's Nish? How's he? How's he not noticed how much Suki's well, been Nish, there for Eve? Who's Nish... been looking after the shop? What's Suki's excuse been? That's what I were wanting to know. Well, genuinely. Nish wasn't around this week. Um, but this the whole situation with uh, Kaz does not improve by any respect at the start of the week, because um, Suki persuades uh, Eve to go to the police and says maybe that will help you it'll help you find some justice so should they go to the police station eve is basically attempting to get them to reopen the case because she has now discovered that kaz was drunk behind the wheel uh maybe she can have like more time added onto her prison sentence that she's already served and the police are kind of like or reopen the case or something yeah and the police have no interest in doing any of that because they're warford police and they're like no we've got far too much work to do to be reopening cases for somebody who's already served their time get out so eve does not react well to this gets ridiculously drunk and now to be fair to Kaz to be fair to Eve I thought that Kaz was an idiot throughout all this because why would you agree to meet up with somebody who'd already had to be pulled away from you in public uh arrives Eve's clearly drunk clearly emotional and then follows her down an alleyway what an idiot like why would you do that that's but she does silly. seem she does seem like a very naive type, Kaz, to be fair. But yeah, that's all quite, I yeah. kept thinking. Uh, I won't I won't walk down a general with someone like that. Like, no. why would you do that? If you just told somebody, yeah, I was responsible for killing your sister and I was drunk at the time as well. So really, I like all like basically holding your hands up and confessing all your involvement in it. And Eve had already gone mad at her last week. So I definitely wouldn't have followed Eve down an alleyway, especially when she was clearly yeah. drunk. But uh Kaz does do this, and so resulting is that Eve attempts to throttle her. Uh, now, Steve, uh, so, I know, she, now Eve went mad here, didn't she? Like, absolutely mad. Now, is this a point where we're looking at Eve and going, right, okay, so when pushed, you are fairly unstable? Well, I think we've assumed that anyway, because she went she went to jail for something violent. Yeah. Already, and she's obviously capable. Yeah, she went to prison for assault, first of all. Now, mm. the, the kind of story that we got from Eve was that uh, all of this that happened with her sister was kind of the catalyst for that. Like, it sort of yeah. derailed her in life in general. So, arguably, what the, re- the effects of her sister's death were how she ended up in prison in the first place. So, and it's bringing up old, bringing up old wounds, isn't it? It's obviously bringing yeah. that side out of her. And I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will, that she helped Stacey out in a lot of situations and in jail. That's what we're supposed to believe. And yeah, she were a bit, a bit of a hard nut while they were inside as well. Mm. So she's obviously got that side to her. Mm. Whether that were a bit of a front while they were in jail to survive, but I mean, you would wouldn't seen you? that she can do it. She so. definitely can. She can definitely do it. So she basically tries. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, arguably tries to kill Kaz. You know, she was very drunk. She was very emotional and yeah. sort of just was like, and like kind of had her hands around her throat. Uh, Suki and Stacy arrive, fortunately, and Theo, who we'll get to in a moment, um, kind of tears them apart. Stacy, uh, Stacy takes Kaz to the hospital, and Suki and Eve kind of go back to theirs. And that's when all Suki and Eve have their kind of nice, soft, emotional moments, which is which is all very lovely. 
Um, Theo, meanwhile, is basically attempting to just get rid of Eve completely. Let's talk about this plan that he kind of seemed to have last week of like basically trying to remove all support bases around Stacey. Like Jean yeah. was clearly next. Do you know what I mean? Like his his plan mm. is basically just to remove any kind of help that Stacey has around him so that he is the main sort of kind of focus of support for her. Knight in shining armor. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he tells Kaz. Right, well, you should go to the police about this. Clearly, that woman is unstable and a psychopath, and you need to go to the police immediately and report her. Now, I, Kaz was quite happy to go to the police there, and I have to say, like, I'm sorry, you were just you turned up in this woman's life, told her that you're responsible for her sister's death and that you were drunk behind the wheel, then kind of got the reaction that you did out of her, and then you're going to report her to the police as well. So you're going to kill her sister and then send her back to prison as well. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I know what you you're know what saying. I mean, I kind of yeah. think that. But also, she did try and strangle her. And she if did, those, but that's if those why. guys had not come along, she probably would have. Yeah. But, but also, yeah. Piss off. Fair, in all honesty. Like, yeah, I, I kind fair. of understand. I, I I understand. I wouldn't go to the police if I if I was cats. I'd be like, do you know what? I understand no, your I reaction. And yeah. I followed you down an alleyway. So clearly I'm a dipstick. So, you know. Yeah, but that's true. Interesting is that Suki overhears this, uh, and so Theo now has, in my opinion, quite a dangerous enemy because Suki mm. is now more than aware of what Theo was trying to do. Um, but there was, I mean, there was a moment earlier on in the week where Suki was trying to explain to Stacey what was going on, and Theo yeah. was kind of like butting in, she's like, Do you want to give us a moment? Do you want to shake your yeah. face? Because you ain't part I, I of this. loved that, I loved that. Mm. Yeah. Like, don't mess mm, with Suki, thank you, Suki. Do not mess with Suki, but... uh, and go on. But on that note, Rob, do you mm-hmm. not think that Theo might start clicking that there's something going on with Suki and Eve and start Ooh. maybe blackmailing Suki over it? Oh, I haven't thought that. That's mm. very good. Yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. Because Theo is the last person that uh, they would want to know about all this. Exactly. Yes. So I'm wondering if he's going to figure it out Ooh. after this week <clears throat> and that's going to start a whole other I mean, to be fair, enemy list exactly be... to Suki and to be fair they weren't exactly being subtle about it were they like sort of yeah the that's what I, th- I kept thinking it her. all week yeah, yeah that's what i mean and i was, I was might... expecting us to see some shots of theo looking at him like yeah what's going on here but yeah. we didn't see it so yeah and, mm. and stacy might have because stacy is sort of basically conf- selling theo everything that's going on in her life at that's the moment, true. really, isn't she so i can imagine stacy yeah i can imagine stacy letting that slip mm, good theory one to watch there mm. um <clears throat> But yeah, Stacey manages to persuade Kaz not to go to the police uh, and then basically brings her back to the house again for more punishment. <laughs> Why does Kaz keep firing? <laughs> going back to either go, I'm here for more of your All anger. right, yeah, uh, I guess I'll come with you then. Yeah. Let's have a chat about this. Like, oh, dozy woman. Um, Just go home, go back to where she's from, Bradford. <laughs> leave this woman Just alone. Back. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, but then that gives us a really, really nice scene, a really cool of nice monologue from Heather Peace, where, like, from East perspective, kind of gives us a little bit of insight into his character. And I really enjoyed this scene. I thought that was a really sort of nice moment for Eve. Really sort of cemented her and talked a little bit more about her parents as well, who I'm kind of feeling that we might meet one day soon. I thought that might yeah, be interesting. Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of talk of parents, aren't we? It's nice mm. to have some... It's so good to see Eve having her own storyline as well. She's not involved with Stacey's stuff. She's not involved with Suki's stuff. Yes. They're involved with Eve's stuff. Yeah. So hopefully we are going to see her parents. I think you might be right on that, actually. Mm. I think we might see them down the line. Yeah. And arguably, even Suki wasn't 
isn't really involved in what this story actually was about, was she? Like, yeah. it's more about Eve's, about, Eve's just... background, Eve's history, yeah. and sort of how she has come to, to this moment. I mean, we should really be thanking Kaz, because if the sisters, if her sister's death was the catalyst for her being in prison, then we would never have met Eve, and we wouldn't have this quite wonderful character that we we're enjoying on a That's weekly true. basis now. So cheers, Kaz. <laughs> God's Thanks, for Kaz. you. <laughs> cheers, Kaz. Um, <laughs> Played very well, actually, by uh, Brian Lee Atterson, actually. I thought that she, I thought that Kaz was actually quite a convincing character in terms of this woman who basically just turns up in this... in this. Uh, she, I think she was there for kind of selfish reasons as well. Like, she wanted closure. Like, I cannot yeah. imagine that you went to see this woman expecting a good result. Like, a, a non-emotional result. Like, what, what was she hoping, expecting? Yeah, what were you hoping mm. to get out of this situation? You know? Well, she did say that. That's what her and Eve were saying, weren't she? Like, you want forgiveness, you mm. know? Yeah. Atonement. And, yeah. And Eve basically at the end of the week goes, right, go, go, and I never want to see you again. Never. She actually has to be told, leave me alone. Don't keep coming back into my life. I don't want to see if wasn't going to keep attacking you. <laughs> like, yeah. just leave me alone. So Kaz disappears. And that seems to be sort of the end of that segment of the story. Because Eve yeah. is basically all right by the end of the week, isn't she? Like she seems to be kind of quite together and yeah, well, that was a time, wasn't it? And and then she's back kind of helping Stacey, Stacey in her makeup. And all seems well with Eve again. So is mm. this going to be something that clearly then if they are going to continue this sort of backstory for Eve, then the next natural step for this would be for us to meet her parents, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But who knows? Maybe it isn't fully over. And it's just because Stacey, you know, obviously what we're about to move on to discuss, you know, all the stalker mm. stuff happened. So it distracted her a bit. I don't <laughs> know. Yes, indeed, because Theo ups his game again this week. Uh, because after all of this drama has kicked off, Stacey's like, right, enough. Uh, and decides that Lily is kind of coming along quite nicely with her pregnancy. She's kind of probably going to drop anytime soon-ish. So all the extra tuition is maybe going to be a little bit too much for her. And she wants Lily to basically have a normal-ish sort of life before she is forced to be a mother. Because nor- as you will know, normality completely goes out the window when that happens, doesn't it? <laughs> Normally, yeah, exactly. Doesn't happen, does it? Does not happen yeah, for at least the next eighteen happen. years of her life. Um, <gasps> so he, she basically tries to tell Theo, right? Do you know what? Well, not the tuition on the on on the head. Thank you very much. You've been very kind to us, giving us all this free tuition for free. Because this would have cost Stacey an arm and a leg to get this amount this amount of free tuition, and it sort of is one of the reasons why you're sort of looking at Stacey at the moment, thinking you want to you're being an idiot, Stacey. Like it's so naive for her to think that this man would just want to help her in this much. You know, there's a, there's a side of, yes, he's kind of tried to explain it. Well, you know what I mean? I owe it to Freddie. It's about the fact that him and Freddie haven't spoken barely since since he arrived on the square properly. Uh, uh, yeah, that's and, true. They don't even yeah, talk, Remember, they, remember that, was why he, yeah. that was why he came in in the first yeah. place. Um, so she basically says to Theo, right, yeah, so enough of the tuition. And that is not a, that is not a good thing to do for Theo because Theo is like, right, well, clearly... I need to up the, the game as Edmund. So he breaks into her house when there's nobody else there, goes up to the bedroom and cuts up all the clothing that she was using to uh, do the cam sessions. So, so there's a, she is under no illusions about to who it was. Completely freaks Stacey out, understandably. Uh, and then really weirdly, it's sort of she, he's waiting for Stacey to get home and then sort of just stands in the square waiting for her to sort of run outside in a panic because her house has just been broken into and is instantly there to go oh stacy i forgot my bag are you all right what's going on what's going on oh my god such a creep such a he's creep painful 
How is she not noticing that he's always there? I mean, earlier in the week as well, when uh, the lunch was disturbed, you know, by Eve having mm. quite a severe life moment, yeah. it were, oh, should we go for a nightcap? No, mate, go yeah. home. Why yeah. is still here? Yeah. So why is she not figuring that he's always there? Why, I don't... I don't uh, and even mm. Suki turned around to her and said, yeah, and told Stacey what she had overheard. And, he, yeah. and she just wasn't taking any of it in. So I'm like, come on, Stacey. It is a bit weird how they've kind of just brushed past that for now. Well, I think it's... I'm it's telling you, this isn't the end of Suki and Thea. Oh, uh, well, that would be interesting. But what, it's, what that basically has done is definitely put it into Eve's head that Theo is maybe one to watch. She's kind yeah. of accepted the fact Alarm that... Bells. Yeah, because I think Eve was sort of self-aware enough to know that she was a bit mad last week and the, and the stars of this week. So she kind of understands kind of why she might have appeared unstable enough in order for Theo to react the way he has. But then I think Eve is slowly putting two and two together. And when Martin returns at the end of the week from Bulgaria, yeah. I completely forgot that Martin had gone to Bulgaria, by the way. Um she tells Martin, right? Well, Lily tells Martin that there's been a break in, and then Eve kind of goes, right, well, yeah, and this is what has been happening in order to kind of have another set of eyes watching the house to keep Stacey safe, basically. Mm-hmm. Perfectly sensible. Instead, though, Martin's kind of like, well, that's clearly Theo, then, isn't it? If she's got a stalker from the cam sessions, that's clearly Theo. And basically lays out what the audience has been screaming at the screen for the past few weeks, kind of like, yeah, so he's keeps appearing out of nowhere. He's the one that's been appearing ever since his stalker stuff started. Yeah, and he's a bit weird. Did you none of you think that this might have been the guy that's st- the stalking Stacey? Did that and not I love, occur to, I love even when he says it, he's like... He's like, no, nah, you've no. just got it in for him. Why has he got it in for him? He think about it. Why? There must be a reason. Oh, oh Theo must be must be rubbing his hands with glee dealing with this lot of dipsticks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this lot, easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could do this for a living. Easy, easy. Um, so yeah, Stacy now is kind of mega paranoid, which is which actually was quite a nice moment when she kind of steps out of the square and you know people keep bumping into her and she gets a football thrown at her. She makes a regular thing like normally she normally gets footballs thrown at her head whenever she leaves the, I don't know, she leaves these, the house. The, these footballs are still flying around square, aren't they? Yeah. Everyone's kicking a ball about these days in Albert Square. And it was the lionesses thing, Ray, and they always play with footballs. Yeah. I know it's over now. Sorry, Lionesses. I'm sure that's a very sensitive thing for any football right. fans out there. I've realised that with the Lionesses thing, I am perfectly, you know, equal rights and everything. I give as little crap as I do about the women's thing as I do about the men's because I'm all about equal same. rights, you know? Same. Exact same. <laughs> all exact about same. equal rights. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Martin has returned, basically, kind of given Stacey money from the Bulgaria thing, and he is now said to Eve, right, okay, so this is clearly what is happening. And Eve starts to think about it, so now I think that Eve is now working it out, and he's, Theo he's now has... planted the seeds yeah. now, so now that it's been put in her mind, she might start mm. noticing these little things and start thinking it herself, but it's, I think it's going to end up in... Stacey alienating even Martin rather than agreeing, isn't it? But oh, yeah, it's going to be annoying like that, isn't it? Because yeah, Stacey. But the, the thing is, with a story like this, she has to. Otherwise, it's not going to play out fully, is it? Yeah. Like Stacey has otherwise to get it's solved like that. <laughs> exactly. And now, the clearly the point of it is that Theo is sort of drip feeding poison about everybody around her into into Stacey's head while she's feeling paranoid, and he has somehow managed to make her think that he is her key protector and all of this because. They get home again. I would such alarm bells ringing at this point. He's changed oh, the yeah. locks, so he's now he's changed all the locks. 
and he's now taking the key for himself to get into the house. They don't know that, but it's like, can, can imagine if Martin finds that out, he'll go insane. Yeah, that's finds true. Martin will like, check the all locks. your pockets. Yeah. Which key, have you got one? Yeah. yeah. How many keys were cut? Like, oh, nutter. Trying nutter. to be helpful. Yeah, I'd be like, you should have asked me first before you started hey, Before you all changed locks, all my locks. And Stacey came mm. over and was like, that's a great idea. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> He's a genius, yeah. Genius, this man. Oh, I feel so safe with you in the house, Theo. So, yeah, he has pocketed one of the new keys in quite a sinister way. So what happens now with this? Like, how much further is he going to go? I think he's just... Well, I don't know, actually, how much further can he go? Because that was pretty extreme, what he's just done, cutting all clothes yeah. up. I don't know. It's All it's gloved like, oh, as well. God. Kind of gives you the pressure he's done that before. Nothing with the baby. Nothing with the baby, because that's the next big thing that's going to happen in their household. So what does this mean? Well, it kind of makes you wonder, like, how much longer is Theo going to be around for? Now, we're nearly into September now. You kind of think, well, they may as well just run this till Christmas so that Theo is a full-on suspect for Christmas Day, mustn't they? It makes sense. Well, yeah, I still think think he is at this stage. Is he your top suspect at the moment? Kind of, but it's still Nish in the back of my head, but we've just not seen Nish enough for me to go, oh, yeah, it's This is the thing, though. We're seeing more Theo in it. Yeah, but they need to build up the suspect list as to who was on the floor. Because when they yeah. first announced this, it was kind of, it felt quite obvious, well, clearly that's going to be Nish on the floor because Nish is the big villain of the show at the moment, you know? Yeah. And they've sort of kind of throughout the year drip fed all these other different sort of villain stories like Ravi and Theo. So mm-hmm. they are giving you a fair sort of smorgasbord of suspects as to who it could, who could be on the floor. But you sort of wonder, like, what is the story... For like, how much longer are Suki and Eve going to be able to keep their relationship a secret? That's yeah. surely got to come out soon because they've kept this a good. They've kept this from from this for a good year now, so it's all well, not longer. Is, but this is my thinking now. Suki's connected to Theo, so it makes mm. him more of a suspect as well for Christmas Day. Is he? Going yeah, because Suki everything? might Suki might have done that for. Yeah, Suki might be the killer trying to kill Theo to keep his gob shirt, Stacy, because she because he realizes that yeah. he's a psychopath. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, mm. very exciting. We have so much coming up over the next few months, already. It's going to be mental. I, I don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Uh, so that was basically it for this story. Yes, it is. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I do enjoy it, but it is one of those stories where you sort of you're pulling your hair out slightly and going, "Come on, Stacey, for goodness' sake, what's wrong with you? Open your eyes yeah. up, love." Yes, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Theo is a good villain, to be fair, isn't he? He's kind of he's a little bit moustache twiddling, but I'm enjoying him at the same time because he's such a yeah. I just don't know how much further he can take it, but I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? How much further can he take it? Let us know in the comment section below. Where do you think this is going? Do you think Theo might be on the floor Christmas Day? And if he is, who does it? Stick him in the comment section. Now, it is possible, dear viewers and listeners, that you may have been wondering when Yolandi returned. Her and Patrick disappeared for a week after that. We didn't see them again till this week. And you may have been wondering, well, why was that? The reason for that is that apparently Patrick and Yolandi were busy having sex for the entire week and we couldn't watch it because it's because it was pre-watershed. That's why. They were much too far too busy, passionately lovemaking and keeping Howie and Kim awake with music playing over uh, the nights to an attempt to drown out the sounds of their lovemaking. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wait, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The music was... Re- oh, yeah, because we heard yeah. the music. I didn't yes. know if it was a euphemism in the middle of the night as well. No, the because they were talking about the music, but I then think I think Kim and Harry kind of worked out why the music was playing. 
Right, okay. See, the thing is, Patrick and Yolande, if you look at them, actually, they're quite a sultry couple because they met through this, they met via an affair, I think. Uh, like when Yolande first appeared when Patrick went back to Trinidad for a bit. I think that's how they met. Um, and so that has basically been the base. They have a very sexual relationship, which is nice, you know, sort of, you know, when you get a bit older, you can see. Old people do it as well. Yes, they do. It's very loud. It's very loud music, it turns out. Um, yeah, because literally the C plot for Monday was Kim and Howie trying to work out how do we tell Patrick to turn down his lovemaking music. <laughs> that is an awkward scenario, isn't it? <laughs> I I I used to have a song when I was at uni. Not going into any further than that, but I, we we, oh, had, we, had, we had we had we had we had music in our flat that we knew we knew what it meant. Oh, you know? okay, you did. Oh, okay, well, that's yeah. that's okay. It's a bit like yeah. having you know a do not disturb yeah. sign on your it's door. Literally like it? putting, it's literally like putting a sock on your door, but audio, an audio sock. Yeah, that's what it was. And it means that people don't have to hear it yes. as well, which is nice. It's, it's considerate, yeah. if anything, Rob. I, I had a great song, Neo, Come Closer. Great song, banging tune. That literally. <laughs> Oh my god! I've just died inside. I've yeah. actually just died inside. Great song that you slag off. Thanks, my... Rob. Thanks for ruining that song for me. Now that's all I'm going to think of now. Whenever you hear it, <laughs> and I hope anyway. you enjoy that. And I hope you enjoy that music in the future as, as well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my! You literally make me die. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Patrick agrees to turn the music uh, down. Um, however, yeah. it becomes apparent that Yolandi is ignoring calls from someone and you're kind of thinking, who might that be? And we find out very, very quickly who that is because Anton has arrived in the square. Let's talk about Anton because, my God, that man's a character, isn't he? <laughs> a character? Wow. A character. How tall is he as well? Oh, he's like 11 he's foot. Great tall. Really yeah. tall. Really, really tall. About the size of a cathedral. He's really, 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 really tall. Um, and he had something over Yolandi, uh, that we kind of will come to in a moment, but I do want to discuss <laughs> my favorite moments, I think, of the entire week. Um, when Anton arrives, uh, Patrick clocks him quite quickly, and the pair start getting a little bit physical with one another, kind of like, men, fight you. Uh, and um, Patrick delivers one of my favorite lines I think we've had in a very, very long time. Uh, I have tea bags in my cupboard, stronger than you. <laughs> absolutely incredible line i was drinking Brilliant. tea i was drinking tea <laughs> when he said that line when i was watching this and i nearly choked <laughs> amazing line brilliant and i thought rudolph walker delivered it perfectly i have two yeah. bags in my cupboard stronger than stronger you. than you love yeah. patrick brilliant I love patrick yeah yeah um, brilliant but yes, we discover what is going on here is that Anton has uh, something over Yolandi. Yolandi basically tells Patrick that the police are after her, for a start, uh, for theft. Because it transpires that Anton... We uh, we kind of figured that Anton was a little bit of a manipulator. And what it transpired is that Anton has basically framed Yolandi, or kind of talked to Yolandi into stealing money from the church in Birmingham. I think he tricked, I think she said that he tricked her into giving yeah. him the code to the safe uh, yeah. in the church. So I think she was implying that he tricked her, not that he that she involved her it. and she agreed. Yeah. 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 But either way, money has gone missing from a church in Birmingham mm. and Yolandi is kind of indirectly responsible for this because yeah. of Anton's manipulation. Yeah. So Anton has this over her and she, he's kind mm. of like, well, if you don't come back with me to Birmingham, I will forget about the affair that you've had quite happily. 
Like all of that's very all, all well and good, but you're gonna have to come back with me to Birmingham. That's the deal. Otherwise, I'm gonna ship you to the police. Kind of like, all right, Anton, you nasty man. You leave our Yolandi mm. and Patrick alone. Thank you very much indeed. Now, this all is kind of building up to be kind of quite a nice little plot for Yolandi and Patrick. But then at the end of the week, it sort of does it fizzle out a little bit for you, like quite kind kind of it felt like it was all resolved quite easily. Well, yeah, because then Yolanda gets a phone call from the pastor saying that Anton's confessed to everything and she's got no involvement and well, the because... pastor's, you know, forgiven him because... In a, oh, yeah, because... You know, she's be forgiven and, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, well, she, that happens because Yolanda, once Yolanda has told Patrick exactly what has gone on, Patrick devises an excellent plan where he summons um, Anton to the Truman right. residence and records him and basically says, right, I know what you've done. You have done this. You have you have manipulated Yolandi, and now you're hold, you're you're basically holding it against her and blackmailing her. And Anton goes, "Yes, I am. That is what is happening, and that is what I am doing. And you cannot do anything about it." And Patrick goes, "Well, on the contrary, my dear friend, I've just recorded you saying that that's your plan. So if you don't leave Yolandi alone, I'm going to send I'm going to send this to police." And Anton's like, "Oh, well, that's a fair cop. Goodbye. I should take my leave." Walks out the house and then gets in touch with the pastor and tells him what's gone on. And the pastor. Says to you, like you say, he says to Yolandi, oh, well, that's it then. That's fine. You can now continue Problem with your resolved. life quite happily. Problem resolved. Yeah. It all got resolved quite, kind of quite quickly, I thought. Is there not more to come with this? Well, I hope so. Otherwise, it almost seems a bit pointless that it's happened at all. I kind of feel, because this week was so jam-packed, if it really mm. felt like a quite a busy week this week, I kind of wonder whether they could have maybe held back a little bit on this story to kind of give it a bit more room to breathe if that is the end of this. Mm-hmm. If there is more to come, then fair enough. You know, this is clearly just the first part of it. But you can kind yeah. of look at it and think, oh, well, understand- that it would be perfectly understandable if that was the end of that segment of the story and now Yolanda's mm. just back full-time and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know? They could have stretched it out over at least a couple That's of weeks. I'm, a couple of weeks. Then, giving I mean, it a bit more... I mean, obviously, depth. next... Yeah, you kind of feel that maybe next week there's not going to be time to do something as sort of lighthearted as this when all the mm. Cindy stuff's happening next week. Oh, so yeah, true. maybe that's why they kind of wanted to kind of... Because it almost felt a little bit like that with the Kaz and Eve storyline, that they sort of rectified that in time mm. for in time for the end of the week so that they don't have to worry about that next week. So, I mean, it suggests that the Cindy stuff is going to be quite huge next week. In fact, I have it on fairly good authority, ladies and gents, that next week is all set across one day. Or one night, yes, no. yes, it's all no. yes, yes. I've not heard that. Yes, it's very exciting. Um, I mean, I say on good authority. I read it in the metro. I'm going to say, all oh, right, <laughs> that's my we'll just literally about that's to say my authority. Then, right, that's okay. my authority. Um, so I did want. So I just wondered whether that maybe it, this could have done with a little bit more room to breathe, because otherwise it felt mm. like it sort of just got rectified quite easily. Just literally the way that Anton walked in and goes, "Yes, that's what I did." Oh, we recorded me. Oh, I guess that's my evil plan over and done with then. Yeah. You know, it's. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe more. Maybe more to come. I'd like to. I wouldn't mind seeing Anton again because he did make me laugh. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did but, it. and also why why introduce him for just like one week as well? So maybe at yeah. the end of it. Because we sort of were told that, like, we got the implication that Anton was quite the manipulator and, like, quite yeah. quite a nasty piece of work. So it kind of feels like he was very easily defeated, you know? Mm, definitely, definitely. Maybe he's got something else against her and coming back, I don't know. Something's I mean, not sitting quite right, is no, it? No, it feels like there might be more to come with this. Or maybe we're mm. just overthinking it and that was it. 
I don't know. Well, that's what we do, Rob, you know. That's, that's what we what do we as podcasters. Do. That's our job. Exactly. Overthink, overthink, <laughs> overthink. <laughs> it drives us mad. We're sat there in bed for the evening like, oh, what about if you landed did this? Oh, my God. Oh, wait, wearing, she, was, she was wearing yellow that day. That must mean something because it's not, it's not quite summer yet. <laughs> Our brain flies all over the place. Um, so, yeah, there we are then. Um I mean, I'm, I am, don't get me wrong, I am delighted that Yolandi is back full-time. And this is her back full-time, by the way. Like, she is permanent, like, kind of back properly. Um, which is great, because I adore Yolandi. I think she's an amazing character, and her and Patrick are a fabulous couple. Uh, and they work so, so well together. The chemistry between the two actors is amazing. And it gives Patrick sort of something solid to kind of have throughout his time on the square, which is which is great because Patrick's sort of been on his own for quite a while in terms of of, terms yeah. of romance. So I'm I'm really really happy that Yolandi's back and giving him that. And I hope if I hope in the future that we're going to have Yolandi sort of branching out a little bit more and becoming her own character. The whole thing with her and Suki seem to be starting something as well. So I'm, mm. I'd love to see more of that. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. But let us know in the comment section. Did you think that there was more to this than met the eye or not? Stick it in the comments and start the discussion below, please. Uh, to the smallest storyline of the week now, and that was Alfie and his uh, trip to the hospital with Phil. Um, Phil is basically continuing to put pressure on Alfie uh, about his MRI scan that he's supposed to be getting. And so, I mean, this really was feeling like the most like human Phil has felt in quite a long time in terms of like having being a mate to someone. I know he and Alfie are never gonna see completely eye to eye, but I really enjoyed Phil this week and I've enjoyed Phil throughout this storyline so far. Just being that kind of brick of support for Alfie throughout all this. So it's a really nice role for Phil to have, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like it's like he's softening, but then whilst he's softening, he also has to be like uh, would you rather shut up or have me shut <laughs> shut you up? So he's like, well, I'm still not yeah. going to be completely unfeel like. I yeah, did so like, yeah, but I it's like more that believable. Yeah, yeah, I do like that side of Phil. It does make me wonder though if these two are going to start getting closer. It does make me wonder if this is going to start if this is now leading up to a cat and Alfie affair. No, because I don't want that to happen. So no, well, that won't happen because I don't want it. Because you don't want it to happen because your impact. <laughs> Because you've been yeah, on BBC yeah, Radio exactly. Five Live. Well, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, to, yeah, but you know what I mean, though. Like this, the love square yeah. that you've sort of got going on at the moment between Phil, Sharon, Al, uh, Alfie, and Kat. It's going to have to be explored at some point. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, the question is sort of who is going to mm. stray first. And you sort of wonder <sighs> if this storyline with Alfie is going to really be sort of the catalyst for Kat to realise what she might be losing. You know. Yeah, it could possibly, but I don't. I I don't know. Would viewers prefer that? I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see Cat and Alfie get back together now. When he originally <laughs> when he first came back, I shipped Cat and Alfie. I was like, yeah, they need to get back together. Yeah, but now I prefer Cat and Phil, and I don't want them. Isn't to it mad? Isn't think it mad? About it. I <laughs> everything. I've I've said this so many times, but like there is so much that shouldn't work about Cat and Phil because they're such yeah. a random pairing, and yet. I really enjoy them together. Like, I yeah, think they've same. been really, I think they've been quite good for each other. Like, I think Kat mm -hmm. has been really good for Phil's character and sort of giving him that little bit more sort of humanity that Phil has been desperately missing for the past few years. Yeah. Because actually, you don't, well, you don't realise is Kat and Phil have been together nearly two years now. That's mental, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, when they first got together, it was like, Face what? Palm, what are you doing, EastEnders? If you're not yeah. characters to get to, you know, to have a relationship with, and now I'm like, don't ever split them up. I like them. 
And you sort I of like thought him. when Cleaners arrived, you kind of thought, you know, like you did with Honey and Jay, kind of like, well, that's not happening for a start. That'll be nutter. first thingy. Yeah, gets rid and of it. Genu- and I genuinely thought that Cat and Phil was going to be something that he was just going to get rid of straight away. We'll never speak of that again. But yeah. he's actually really stuck with it and sort of kept it going. And then sort of brought Alfie back into the mix and then kind of brought the Phil and Sharon sort of romance kind of there in the background, kind of waiting to rear his head again one day, obviously. Um, and then you've kind of got the the Sharon and Phil, uh, the Sharon and Cat type relationship going on, sort of the Pat and Peggy parallels, yeah. you know. So there is the potential there, I think, for quite a fun sort of a fair storyline to happen between one of them at some point, you know, and it's... I, I kind of quite like it, and I but I do really enjoy Cat and Phil together because I think that he I think he has a lot of fun with Cat, and I think that Cat enjoys mm. Phil's company. It's all very odd, but it shouldn't work, but it really really does for me. I don't know, it's weird. I think I think with what you're saying, I'd prefer it if it were Phil and Sharon who had an affair rather than Cat and Alfie. Yeah, but I also wonder like because when Alfie first were first returned and he was basically just doing everything in his power to try and break up Cat and Phil and was like you know kissing cat in the in the street uh and like doing the whole sort of pantomime thing it was kind of like this is so cringeworthy please stop yeah um but now they've kind of calmed that down a little bit and alfie seems to have just accepted that phil and cat are together you know it's sort of he's he's now much better as a character and you sort of believe that he's more he's more believable as a character so now if cat and alfie were to sort of go there again i'd find it a lot more believable rather than alfie just steps onto the screen and immediately cat is cat is back with him you know it's yeah i know what you're saying yeah it's interesting i i'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the sort of square of those four kind of go carries on um in the future but all of us are relevant because cat wasn't even in it this week uh and this, oh, yeah. is, very, this is very much about uh and neither was and neither was sharon i don't think really either um this is very much about um phil and alfie and sort of establishing their friendship and um phil taking alfie to the hospital to make sure he gets this scan now not a lot else really kind of happened with this but it was basically alfie has now had his scan and we are now waiting for him to get his results and his eventual diagnosis yeah so it that's i think that is all going to be kind of in the future probably after next i don't think we'll hear from this storyline this week uh next week if i'm honest i think it might be the week after or the week after that even because i don't know how long these results take to come back to be honest it can take a while can't it well it don't mean anything in eastenders land no that's true nhs Um, waitlist etc sorry yeah so um we'll have to wait and see what happens Um, and interesting that as well i thought that the um the eric mentioned that eric died from prostate cancer that was interesting i can't remember if we knew that or not i can't remember if i was trying to think that because it felt like brand new information to me that so it feels like the sort of thing we would have been told and that we are just in an era that will have known that you know but i Mm. i couldn't remember whether that was new information or not but Either way, it was a nice sort of thing to mention to make Phil kind of go to the hospital with him, have his own test done because Phil was at least sensible enough to go, well, I'm I'm not getting any younger and it might be a good idea for me to get assessed so you come mm-hmm. with me and we'll get yours done while we're there. I, it was just all very nicely handled. I, I really enjoyed all of that sort of thing. So there we are. Um, not much more else to discuss with that. So we shall now move on to the big story of the week and that is the Beals and the Knights. So, have you got any plans for Monday, Ree? This Monday? Bank Holiday this Monday. Monday? This Bank Holiday Monday. There's something much more important happening than a Bank Holiday Monday. 
It's that... Anna Knight's 21st birthday, ladies and gentlemen, oh, this yeah. Monday. And plans are afoot. Plans are afoot for a big old party in the Vic for Anna's 21st birthday. The Knights are all excited about it. However, Anna is a little bit more distracted by the fact that she now has this phone number that Gabriel, the de- uh, slinky detective, gave her last week. Um and she's kind of concerned about what she's going to do with this number. She's sort of thinking, I don't know really how to deal with this. So she basically, I was quite impressed that she did this because I thought this was going to be something that she kind of did in secret. But she sat everyone down and said, right, okay, look, this is the situation. I've got this number. What shall I do with it? Now, Gina, Gina and George are a little bit angry at first. A nice moment for Elaine, I thought, this week as well. Like perfectly kind of understanding about what's going on even though George basically said, yeah, I've kind of been calling this number. And she's like, oh, wait, have you? Really? Really? Have you? Have you, have you now? When? Really? Have you now? But ultimately, I thought Elaine was really understanding and sort of quite motherly throughout all of this. She's, mm. yeah, I, I, I'm liking Elaine. I, yeah, she's 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 good. She she is good. Um, When she's having those moments of sort of, sort of being the family woman and sort of being the This is when I like her. Yeah. But she does. She is still grating on me a little bit. It's the, that laugh that she does. I know that she's trying to make it iconic, but it's grating <laughs> on me. I know. What you mean. <laughs> it's like, oh, stop it, stop it, stop. It's a cackle, an iconic yeah. cackle. Yeah, but I understand. I get it. But yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I just, it's just. Yeah. I know what you mean, but I sort of. I. <laughs> the thing is, oh. she'll, do, she'll do it to anything, though, won't she? Like she. Yeah, she'll that's what's annoying. She'll yeah. cackle it and not not joke. She would. It's very easy. Yeah, amused. literally. Very easily amused as Elaine. Bless so it's her. nicer to see her when she's being like this and being more of a motherly and yeah, an an empathetic person towards Anna's situation. She's the unbiased party in all this. In fact, she if is. anything, she should really be joining in with discouraging her. But she's yeah. just be she's doing what she, you know she's encouraging Anna to do what she needs to do and understanding yeah. her she, perspective on it. Yeah, because she essentially told. Gina, right, you need to grow up now. You can't just run away and find the drug dealer. You need to let your sister do this because clearly this is something that your sister needs to do to give herself a bit of closure either way. So just let her do this. Mm. So basically Gina and George are kind of like reluctantly agree, all right, see what you can get out of this number. Message her, phone her, try, do something if you like. And I thought that it's just so noble of Elaine because she's sort of like, this woman could then just wander back into their lives and then she's got that problem to deal with but she's like well exactly. i'll deal with that i'll deal with that if and when it comes to it and let me tell mm-hmm. you Ray, it'll definitely come to it because be sooner um, than you think Elaine. sooner than you think a <laughs> couple of days uh because anna leaves um cindy slash rose uh, a voicemail message very emotional voicemail message and i thought that molly rainford absolutely knocked all this out of the park she's she's mm. getting very very good actual tears at one point actual tears all down her cheek not all of them do that very very good um and so she leaves this message for uh cindy i th- the one thing was that she didn't think she didn't wait very long did she so she gave her an hour to reply to this message before sending her an arsy an arsy text going well if you're not going to bother replying leave me alone <laughs> Like she sent the voicemail message. Could we? Could we got kept getting um sort of screenshots of the of Cindy's phone, didn't we? So we could see the times mm-hmm. that it was sent. The voicemail message was sent at half past three, and the text message that she then sent afterwards was sent at half past four. So she gave her an hour. Oh, 
Yeah, give her an hour. I didn't actually notice that. I actually assumed it were overnight because I think she sent the text message on the next episode, well, no, didn't she? Because, well, no, because Monday's Duff Duff was Eve going mad at, Eve, uh, yeah. at Kaz in the alleyway. And then Tuesday was the continuation of that. And then in the very next, in the, in the next episode, she sent the text message. So she only gave her like an hour before oh. she was impatient. Yeah. So, yeah, so couldn't be a house with that. Um, but we properly saw Cindy and Ian and the Beals again this week because we kept kind of flitting backwards and forwards to France. This is all very, very, well, France, you know, back you know, back of Boreham Wood or wherever they filmed it. <laughs> like, very, very nice. Um, but I loved all this. I really, really did. It was nice to sort of have Cindy back because I didn't think we were going to see Cindy properly again until next week. But we actually got, she was mm. back like fully normally this week. Yeah, I was surprised that we saw him actually here and Ian this week. Definitely. Yes. And in but France. In France. France. Just like Rose, France. You know, lots of inverted commas yeah. flying around. <laughs> um, but we should pause on that for a moment because meanwhile, Bobby has discovered that Kathy is selling the chippy because of obviously the stuff that was going on with Joe. Uh, so she's going to have to sell the sell the chippy, uh, and Bobby's kind of like, "Well, my dad's going to go mad when he discovers this, so I need to, this needs this needs sourcing." So he messages Peter and says, "Right, you need to come back to Walford and sort this out because effectively you are the reason that all of this is happening." So mm-hmm. Peter gets on the Eurostar and gets comes across to London, and then Peter is back in Albert Square. And my God, was it good to see him there, wasn't it? I really, yeah, really liked yeah. all of this. He really... And I thought Thomas Law slotted back into it really, really nicely. Like, he was just... It was like he'd never left. Really, yeah, really definitely. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. But he arrives uh, back just in time for the Vic to close and sort of claps eyes on his new sisters because Ian has seen this message from uh, that Anna's left. Well, Peter discovers it first, and then Ian sees it. And, you know, Ian is kind of just horrified by the idea that Cindy might literally cheat on him the second that she sees George. And to be fair, it's not a, it's not a completely out there theory. She may well do that. Yeah. Um, so she delete, he deletes these messages but Pete, and has to tell Peter exactly what's going on. The fact that Cindy has this other family that she had and that he has sisters. And Peter's like, well, I'd quite like to meet them, please. Seeing as though I don't have a sister anymore. I would like to have two sisters. Perfect. Lovely. Yeah. So Ian kind of reluctantly has to kind of let him go with strict instructions. Don't do anything bad. All right. Don't say anything. Don't say don't, anything. Don't say anything. Don't wreck anything. Just go and quench this curiosity first that you've got and then come straight back here. Uh, and Peter obviously can't do that. So he claps eyes on Gina and Anna for the first time. And he's kind of instantly taken with them. He's kind of like, yeah, I really like you too. I'd love to have you two as my sisters. It was kind of nice to see, wasn't it? Like sort of Peter being, yeah. wanting to kind of rebuild his family up quite a lot. But you kind of got the impression that when he arrived, it was just all going to kind of cascade from there, wasn't it? Like there was no way that any of this was going to remain secret for long. And no. uh, and it doesn't really, because Peter basically introduces himself as Peter Beale. As in, and Anna kind of works out. Oh, that means that you're Bobby's brother. Bobby's brother. Uh, yeah. So it all sort of it's it's all kind of ticking along marvelously. Um, ben claps eyes on Peter. Uh, not long after he arrives, that goes well. Because uh, yes. obviously they left with a little bit of a little bit of ag between the two of them, didn't they? Um, hey, can I just say, I to- yeah. sorry, I totally forgot about Ben and his uh, going around beating everyone up 
Oh stage. yeah, no, I've that, totally forgotten about that. We've all tried. We've all tried to forget that, but it did, but it definitely did happen. Uh, <laughs> ben the vigilante, yes, and leaving Peter for yeah, that all that all happened. Um, but they those by those by the way, those two kind of seem to put that to bed by the end of the week. They've sort of you know Ben sort of tells Peter kind of what was going on with him at the time. Peter sort of understands it, so I don't think they're ever going to be yeah. mates or anything. But they've kind of put that kind of initial row between them to bed i think for now haven't they it seems like it it feels like they're trying to tie up all the loose ends with the previous peter so that thomas law peter can go back to being the thomas normal law peter, peter that he should have been yeah mm. yes um so all that's going on now unfortunately because peter is quite fit <laughs> gina is instantly smitten by this new kind of dashing bloke yeah. that's arrived on the scene and I get it. Honestly, I get it. You know, half of me kind of wonders if this was me, I'd kind of be like, do you know what? Let's. I, I would tell you one of you, though. <laughs> I knew you could. Well, I don't care. You're my brother. Well, let's just pretend I don't know that. Is that you what know? you're saying, Rob? Honestly. You know? But can I just say, I I knew this was coming straight away with Gina and Peter. Yeah, instantly yeah. knew actually, that it was going to be that she fancied yeah, him. Because they're and... actually quite well suited in a lot of ways, aren't they? Because actually, if you look at Peter's history, uh, you know, Peter had a coke habit at one point as well. We kind of we spoke about like Jay and Gina having mm. that in common. Peter had that with Peter had that as well. And actually, Peter is much more prone to going off the rails than Jay is. So they've kind mm. of got that. They've got that in common. So that's going to be interesting to sort of see that. That's develop. because they're related, though, Rob. Not because. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. But I find it. But I find it quite interesting because Lucy had a coke habit at one point. So you sort of. Yeah, it, she it's did. So it, yeah. It's interesting to sort of see how this the beat like that that gene sort of is quite susceptible. Well, they must have to... all got it from the mother, from Cinder. Yeah, I know. That's the that's what Cindy passed down to them. That's that's nice, yeah. isn't it? Lovely, absolutely lovely. <laughs> um, Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Thanks gift for that. Real gift you've given us there. Thank you very much. Um, so all of this is going on, and Ian and Ian, meanwhile, is back in France fretting away. And Cindy's worried as well because she's discovered that Peter has gone back to sort of help Bobby, but she's fretting. She's kind of worried, like, why is he there? Like something bad might happen. Um, Pete, Bobby is to the kind of pleased to have his brother back, and Peter's sort of planning on plotting on like how to save the chippy. Kathy's away on the cruise, Rocky's back away on the cruise, so they're coming back soon. So he kind of figures, right, I've got a lot of making up to do in quite a short amount of time. Um, I really like the Bobby and Peter scenes. I thought they worked really nicely together. That was good. I think they both worked really well together, actually, yeah. those two, with this new Peter. Like, they seem yeah. convincingly brothers. They've got good chemistry as brothers on screen. Yeah. So I'm interested yeah. in this. And it's nice that it's like, it's it's kind of annoying that he's already forgiven him, but it's really nice as well because it's believable between the two of them that he's gone, yeah, do you know what? I can see you trying to help. And yeah, yeah. I don't know how I like them together. The Bobby and Peter relationship is interesting because it it's one of those that can sort of disintegrate at any given moment because of what has happened between True. them because because of the lucy thing and it's sort of it's one of the reasons why i genuinely think the who killed lucy storyline is one of the greatest stories eastenders ever told because you we are still it's still very relevant nearly 10 years later you know yeah, it's true it's still got so much sort of potential to sort of develop characters and send characters off in different directions that's why you tell these stories you know that's if you are still talking, if if a story is still impacting characters so many years later, 
then there is nothing wrong with that story. It was a genius story to tell. Genius characters to give the different kind of parts of the story to as well. Like, and gave us Bobby in the way that we have Bobby today. You know, it's and Bobby's a great character. Really, really like Bobby. And it's and it wrecked the Beals to be kind of they got they've had it's taken them so long to get back to this point where they can actually communicate with one another effectively in a way. There's still secrets and lies there at all times, but they're sort of starting to rebuild themselves a little bit. And but it has taken this long, and actually I do believe it would take a family this long to get over what happened with them. So it's Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um also what happened this week, I was delighted to see Anna and Bobby are a thing now. Yes. Much to Peter's last horror. week we were thinking, oh, is it Freddie she's more interested in? No, yeah. we're all wrong. No. We're all wrong. Were you surprised that Anna actually fancied Bobby? So, and we knew that Bobby fancied Anna, obviously, but there wasn't really, I didn't know if there was that many hints that Anna felt the same way. Like, she liked him, as a, as she, and she liked him like as a person, but did you think that that was a surprise that she kind of felt the same way? I did. I, I didn't until, I think, we're at last week, there were a moment where it felt like she friend-zoned him, and I thought, oh, this yeah. is her saying... And like she gave him a kiss on cheek and it was very much like she was trying to friend zone him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's gone with it. So I was a little bit surprised, actually. Yeah. Mm. It were a bit 50-50. I were unsure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She wasn't giving too want, much, yeah. Yeah. She wasn't giving too much away on that respect, really, mm. Anna, was she? Um, no. But because Peter kind of discovers that Bobby fancies Anna and he's like, no, that can't end well. No, 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 no. So he basically tries to tell Bobby, uh, no, well, no, if nothing's happened yet, then clearly that's not going to happen, is it? But Bobby takes that as information that, well, you just need to pull your finger out, don't you, son? Go on, get in there, bro. So Bobby basically goes across and tells Anna how he feels and, and then they kiss and Peter is horrified. <laughs> I did quite enjoy Peter sort of like this facial reaction as it was all happening. Yeah. Like, no, oh God, no. what do I do? Oh, this my is awful. brother and my sister, even though they're not related. Yeah. But no. I mean, how do you explain that to anybody? My half brother is going out with my half sister. Like, how does that? I think <laughs> that's fair. Madness. I think you just explained it, Rob. That right? Oh, well, yeah, but like the the questions <laughs> would surely be asked at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Like, but you know, and you kind of see people online kind of kicking off about this. Saying, oh no, this is really really weird. It's like no, it's not weird. They are in no way related, either of them. No, they they're no, not. No. No. Laura was Bobby's mum. Any parents? They don't yep. share any parents whatsoever. It's a perfectly fine relationship to happen, and they are adorable, and they're a really, really sweet couple. And I don't think that bodes well for Anna. I have to say, I'm no. worried about Anna. I am worried about Anna. We have something to discuss later, uh, which we throw some theories around. But I have to say, I am a little bit worried about Anna, in terms of like her how long she might be around for. She's very, very nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's lovely. Mm. I love Anna. She's such an adorable kind of character, and her and Bobby are adorable together. You mean the perfect kind of character to not stay around for too long? Oh, no. It's the perfect relationship to absolutely tear apart in horrifically devastating ways, isn't it? Oh, dear. I think that was their original plan for Bobby and Dana as well. Oh, well, I thought that. I remember remember Dana. I was kind of like, yeah, Dana's going to die. That's definitely going to happen. Like, Bobby and Dana are too good together. Something happened with that scenario New Year's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Things didn't quite go to plan, did they? So I just, I don't know. I, but then it's like, I, I mean, and the other side of this, of course, is does Peter trust Bobby with another one of his sisters? <laughs> you know, like that's, like, oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. This, this is why. Well, I, do you know I, what? 
Go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, at least Bobby knows he can't sleep with this one, with this girlfriend. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Can't. That's true. That's true. I mean, this is why I just love it, because it, this is, and you kind of think, this. God, it was genius to bring Cindy back like this. Like, absolutely genius. Because you would look at it all as a whole, like, with the knights involved and the different sort of relationships between the Beals and the knights. And it's like, this is fantastic. It's so layered. And, like, there's so many different avenues where it can all go down. Like, this has not just happened because this is a stunt to bring back an old character. There is so much more to it than this, isn't there? There are so many different stories that long-running characters have now got available to them. Like, it's just brilliant. I absolutely love it. But spurned on by the fact that her sister has just got herself with somebody, Gina is kind of like, well, that's clearly my it's clearly my turn now makes a move on peter now i do think that george ever so slightly overreacted with this did you not i don't get why yeah, he just was a bit. So, i don't get why he was so angry like he clearly misinterpreted what had happened but he, i don't know i don't know I, what they thought had happened a no glass neither do i a glass smashed. and gina stepped back and looked a bit embarrassed yeah, that were about yeah. it really like Cause she, I don't understand then, what everyone thought happened with that. Like, but it's not like she tried to kiss him or anything like that. She pulled his hand because Peter was like, I think Peter was about to tell her everything, wasn't he? So yeah. he, she said, right, no, we, I need to go somewhere private with you because <laughs> I've got quite a few things I need to say. This won't be easy, and you need to sit down. Um, and so Gina's kind of like, you want to go somewhere private with me? Excellent, let's go upstairs. Like, he's like, grabs, yeah, I do. I do. Gina's prepared to just like have sex with him here and then. Apparently, fair play. Uh, um grabs his hand and then a glass gets smashed and i don't know what george took from that like as if like peter had just made some move on his daughter and, and she, she had reacted yeah, and, back. She, and she had reacted badly to him so he literally picks peter up by the scruff of his neck and throws him out of the pub and bars him so him and george i mean that just shows how overprotective place. he is very, with his daughters as well doesn't it that's but yeah, true. So, to the point that you're not finding out what's actually gone on but yeah, uh, yeah. he's just gone yeah, throw was, you out. Yeah, it was it was a slight exaggeration. I thought mm. that's about over the top. Um, but yeah, so that's happened. So meanwhile, throughout all of this, um, Bobby is loving having Peter around, and Peter manages to basically get some new promotions for the chip shop. Him and Freddie have a conversation and have a great idea for a promotion. And Bobby effectively turns around to Peter and goes, "I'd like you to stay. Please, can you stay? And we can build stuff up here. And we'll deal with Nan when she gets back because Kathy is on her way back any moment now." I thought it was a bit pointless, by the way, with the Rocky having COVID thing. You know, like yeah. I didn't. Could have just I been that quite... they went on a three-week cruise. Yeah, or they could have instead. just been. Yeah, because they could have just still been on their cruise. And I don't think they needed yeah. to have Rocky have COVID because they, by the turn of the next episode, once they mm. they announced that on one episode, and then the next episode, oh, Rocky's in the clear because oh, he's, he's on his way clear. back. I didn't really get what the point of that was, but never mind. I didn't understand that either. Um, so yeah, Kathy and Rocky are on their way back, so Pete's going to have to deal with this. But um, Cindy is fretting. And so she decides to get on the Eurostar and return to London to deal with Peter herself. And the weekends with with Cindy standing right in the middle of St Pancras Station, having arrived back in London. And then next week, it all will kick off. <laughs> I cannot wait for next week. Honestly, can you not not wait for next week? Oh my God. So I were actually gutted when it duff duff happened on Friday or like, uh, on Thursday. I was like, no. Yeah. That's where <laughs> we are. That's where we're at at the minute. Like, yeah. the wait is so agonizing between episodes at the moment, isn't it? Like, we've got days yeah. to wait until then. And I can't wait to find out Which what Which is a very good week. sign when you're wanting to see that next episode straight away. That's a really good sign, isn't it? 
but we have so much to come over the coming months. Like, and this is before we even, you know, before even the six stuff is the six storyline is happening. Got all that to play out. All of the fallout from the Cindy Knight reveal has got to play out. And another storyline that we will uh, discuss in a moment that has been reported. We have, we'll be discussing the ins and outs of that in just a moment. Um, first of all, who is your gold star going to this week, Ree? Uh, Peter. Peter. Oh, I was going to give it to Peter. I'm tempted to give well, it to can't, Peter. We can't. No, you can't. We just, oh, that, is no, that a rule now, is it? You decided that's the no, rule now, do, is it? You can if you want to, Rob. Oh, I can't not. I can't not not give it to Peter. As much as Patrick nearly got it this week for the teabag line, because I thought that was genius. Um, but no, it's got to it's got to go to Peter. It's got to go to Peter. Or maybe Anna. Yeah. Maybe Anna as well. Anna Anna oh. was good this week. You give it to Peter, I'll give it to Anna. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> not Sorry. how I thought that was going to go. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, there we are then. So yeah, one gold star for Anna and one for Peter. Marvellous. Right, end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and we have a storyline announcement to discuss. Right then, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler siren, spoiler klaxon, Nina, 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 Nina. Nina. If you don't want to know uh, about a storyline that has been reported, um, thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week as we are about Bye. to discuss it. Um, so it's, you know how we have been saying recently, oh, EastEnders is on fire at the moment. It's, you know, it's just, oh, it's so hot at the minute, EastEnders, it is on fire. Uh, it seems the show is about to take that very, very literally. It has been reported that a number of lives will be on the line in EastEnders this autumn, with a catastrophic fire set to rip through Walford. According to the Metro, a terrifying blaze will rip through Caffey's calf, destroying the iconic Albert Square setting with a number of lives left in peril as a result. The scenes in question, which will air in autumn, have already been filmed and look incredible, according to sources. However, exactly how the fire is ignited remains to be seen, but it's thought that it's deliberate, meaning foul play is afoot. So... Ooh. Ooh. that's quite big this is very very exciting weirdly i was watching clips of the because i'm all about fun and i was watching uh some clips of the queen vic fire uh not not so long ago and i was i remember thinking Do you know what? i'd love another episode like this it's very big and dramatic and exciting and we might be about to get it so a big old fiery big mm -hmm. old stunty a big old stunty fire that's quite exciting mm. Um, what do you think might be the reasoning behind this and what might be occurring here? Well, so can I tell you my first thoughts? Yes, right? please do. Please it's gonna do. be it's gonna be something to do with Joe and Rocky. That was okay. my first thought. Yeah. And then my second thought was that we know another spoiler alert, but you've already gone if you don't want spoilers. Yeah, that, yeah. That we know that Karen's leaving. Yes. And now I'm like, oh, Bernie works in the cafe, as we all know very well, because that's all yep. she does at the minute. Yes. So is Karen going to go in and try and save Bernie? And is that how she's going to leave? That, mm. These are just the first thoughts that came to mind when I saw this. Yeah, so I, I mean, know. the fact that it is apparently started deliberately, this fire, mm. does suggest to me that, and the fact that it's in the calf, does suggest to me that this might have something to do with Rocky and him yeah. doing a sort of misguided attempt to help Kathy out with Joe demanding money. We know that when Joe was last on screen, she was talking to somebody on the phone and she said, no, there's more money to come. Trust me, I can get more money out of them. So you sort of, I sort of begin to wonder whether this is going to be a situation where Rocky will try and do some sort of insurance scam on on this and get some money out of the, out of the fire. Um, 
and then maybe kill somebody accidentally in the process. And it'll give him a little bit of a Frank Butcher Carlot moment, won't it? Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I wonder, and that will be big on Rocky's conscience. Mm. Um, but could this in any way be connected to the sixth storyline, do you think? Well, this is what I'm wondering as well. Will this mean that Kathy's got something else to do with the six because of what's happened to the calf? Obviously, we don't know yeah. exactly what's going to happen, but... That Kath- puts her in, yeah. Yeah, because Kathy at the moment hasn't really got much to kind of tie her down to. Because obviously mm. we kind of figured that, right, okay, so Kathy is in the six, so that must mean the only man that she's really connected to at the moment is Rocky. So maybe that is Kathy's man in terms of who mm. Kathy might kill. Uh, so maybe it's possibility... Or who- Who's Joe being on the phone to? At the uh, yeah, whoever that these... is, whoever yeah. that is. You know, there's a few theories mm. kicking around that Joe is connected to the Cindy storyline somehow, which, you know. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so that's a possibility. I mean, this is great. All these theories kicking around. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is exciting. Um, yes, obviously we know that Lorraine Stanley is leaving the role of Karen very, very soon. Is Karen about to get burnt to a crisp? Is she going to get killed off? That's potential. I do think it would be a bit harsh to kill Karen off, especially like this, for the poor kids. So they'll have lost their mum because their dad mm. killed because for the, because their dad killed her. So mum's dead, dad's in prison for said death, and then their grand dies in a dies in a big fire. The poor kids. I That's don't really backstory. know. It's a backstory and a really half, and they're not even they ten yet. It. I don't know what else they can do with Karen, though, to be honest. Yeah, why would Karen leave is the problem, is the question that you've got to mm. ask yourself, isn't it? Like, why would Karen mm. leave her family behind? And you sort of exactly. think, mm, yeah. I don't know. So mm-hmm. killing Karen off in this way kind of feels like it might happen, doesn't it? Mm. Mm, I think very, so. This is interesting. But I tell you what, even disregarding all of that, this sounds exciting, doesn't it? I love yeah. a big, yeah. Ooh, I love a big, I love a big kind of fire explosion episode. It's all, oh yes, and I hope it all happens at night because fire stuff looks much better at night than it does during the day. I oh, always yeah. think, mind you, anything looks better at night in EastEnders, but especially when the, the the whole set is basked in the orange of a big explosion Blue, <laughs> at yeah. night. Looks lovely, looks lovely. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. So that is apparently has all been filmed, and so. We'll be coming very very soon obviously no confirmation from the show as yet because why would they but the metro is normally very very good at sort of being quite accurate with all this sort of thing so kind of suggests that this is definitely happening so we'll have to wait and see how this all plays out but do throw your comments in the suggestions uh below uh, be a bit wary about people who might want to avoid spoilers, but I think if you're if you're here and if you're listening to us, you might already know about this. Um, yes. But yeah, you can do that by doing any of the following. You can find us on Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. Like and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark. You can find us on all your favourite podcast sites. You can also drop us an email at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, something new this week. Ooh. If you fancy buying us a coffee, there's no obligation whatsoever, but you can no. do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash e20afterdark, where me and Rob will use your buy me a coffee to buy ourselves a coffee when we next no. meet up and discuss yeah. everything podcasting. Well, you know, it's not obviously no obligation, but apparently this is the thing that people can do. Uh, we had a, we believe it or not, we have had a few messages, people going, is there any way that I, I could support you? I'm not making this up. People honestly have said this. Oh, us. really? You've not t- no, you've actually told me this. Yeah, oh, no, no. Nice. Pe- people have been very kind and some people have said there's oh, any way I can support you. you. So this is a way, if you want to, you, like I say, absolutely no obligation whatsoever. We're still going to continue this 
and everything is still going to remain absolutely free. We're not putting anything beyond a patron paywall no. or anything like that. This is just an additional option that if you fancy it, you can do. All right. So that's the link for the buy me a coffee page, which will stick in the show notes. So there we are. Right then, Re. Next week is the big one. Next week, Cindy <laughs> Beal is back. I cannot wait. I'm so, so, so excited. Ben. Make sure you are there to hear us dissecting everything Cindy Beal related next week on Albert Square After Dark. Oh, we hope we see you there. Until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. See y'all. Bye. Bye.